welcome you to the next episode of Liftoff Journeys in a really strong way, but I can't. Because sometimes life doesn't go the way you planned. We interviewed one of the most incredibly inspirational and amazingly talented people that I know, Darcy Bevilacqua, this week for Liftoff Journeys. She shares her inspiring journey about how she created a business focused on her passions and helping any of us over 50 follow theirs. It's an incredible conversation that went awry in the editing room. We were going to record it, but then we thought, hey, you know what? If this podcast is supposed to be authentic, inspirational, and relatable, and talk about resilience, we probably should show it just like it happened so you can see when technology goes wrong. So enjoy this partial interview with Darcy Bavalacqua, but don't worry, we're going to have Darcy on in the future for a full interview. Hope you enjoy what you hear and keep tuning in to Liftoff Journeys. Welcome back to this episode of Liftoff Journeys. This is our podcast where we follow the most incredibly interesting, entertaining, and experienced talent out there and talk to them about their journey, what made them who they are today, how they got there, and what recommendations they have for you to make the most out of your personal and professional life. And for this episode, I am super excited to have Darcy Bevilacqua with me. She has been one of my business colleagues and I would say friends for so many years through so many different entities and organizations. I think I've passed crossed paths with her at least three or four times over, gosh, the past maybe, what, 15 years, Darcy? But I'm so thrilled to have you on the show today. So thanks for being a guest. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to talking to you. Absolutely. So Darcy, today you are just killing it with career coaching for marketing and sales executives at your own company, SuccessWorks CX. So tell us a little bit about that. So SuccessWorks CX came out of a need from people that keep asking me for advice about how to find a new career and how to think about their careers as they were getting older. So I specialize in people 50 plus. So experienced marketers and salespeople who have sort of been climbing the corporate ladder and have gotten to a place where it was just no longer fun to be there. Either the culture changed or their goals changed and they wanted to do something different. And there's so many opportunities for people to do things that are different now, just besides just climbing the corporate ladder. So I started by helping a few clients and it turned into a business. It was never an intent. It just happened that way. <laughs> I love it. And, and there's such a need for it. You hear about so many career counselors and mentors for people that are just coming out of college and getting into the business or high potential performers that are moving up from manager into a director level job. But you don't often hear about somebody that does something like you do, which is really help people find happiness in the career of the future for them. And especially at doing it at an age over 50, where a lot of people are kind of afraid to take a risk in many cases. Is that what you see too? Uh, well, I think what happens is when you get to be in your 50s, you start to question what your value systems were. In the beginning, you were just happy to have a job and be able to move out of your house. And then you climb the corporate ladder and you kind of woke up and went, that's all there is? So a lot of people as they get to 50s are thinking about, I want to have an impact. I want to build something for the future. I'm interested in a legacy. I really want to make a difference. I'm not just here to earn a living anymore because you got enough money in the bank and you have enough skills that you don't have to settle for whatever it is that you're doing now. And people are thinking much more long term. I think people 
most people are not retiring anymore necessarily at age 60 or 62. So they're thinking about a career that I can build that I would really enjoy that might even go into your 60s and 70s because retirement to them isn't sitting on a on a beach anymore. It's doing something and making a difference in society that where they feel proud of what the work they've accomplished. I, I think that's so true. And, and being over 50 myself, I would have to agree with pretty much every single thing that you said. In fact, you know, me leaving the world of business executives and starting the podcast and the TV show and the consulting, you know, was really because I wanted to make an impact where I thought there could be one. So, you know, I think you're, you're spot on with that. But what are the challenges that people are coming to you with? I'm super curious to know, are people kind of lost on what should I do next? I know that this isn't it, but I'm not sure what to do. Are they afraid? I want to do something, but I don't know how to get started. Or are they just coming to you and saying, hey, look, I've done this forever. My kids are out of the house or almost out of the house. I'm ready to do this, this, and this. Get me on a board. Help me figure out how to be an advisor. What are you hearing? Most people don't. They know they don't like what they've got now, but they're not exactly sure where they want to go. So the average person doesn't understand what their career direction is. So the first thing you have to do is starting to help people know themselves because you can't decide your career direction unless you know what's important to you, what your real values are, and what you're really good at. Because when you go to work every day, you want it to actually be fun and you want to enjoy it. It shouldn't be just a slog. Now, will you like everything? No, we all have administrative parts of our work that we just don't like, but it should be most of the content and most of what you're spending time on should be the things that you personally value. So I find that the first thing to do is really get to help people know themselves and understand themselves and know where they're coming from and why they didn't like the jobs that they had before. Because sometimes if you don't like a job, the problem is you and you don't want to keep carrying that with you. So you really need to understand why you're not succeeding where you are, why you're not happy where you are and how that fits in with a long-term plan with your other interests and your other skills. Once you really know what that direction looks like, then there's a time to explore. So I introduce people to other people in that profession. So you might be able to talk to them to find out a little bit about more about what it's like. Um, and you can start exploring different opportunities to figure out what do you think makes a good fit for you. Surprisingly enough, even though most people think they don't know what they want, their seeds of what they are going to do next already started in their career. They were just something they did a little on the side here, a little on the side there, and they didn't put it together in a way that they could see where, how it could lead them someplace else. This conversation makes so much sense to me. I, and I just, I have so many questions. I'm trying to figure out what order do I want to ask you the next question in? So I guess my first question to you is, in your opinion, is there anything that somebody in their 30s or 40s, as they're moving up the corporate ladder or as they're building their entrepreneurial business, can do to be best prepared for that shift in career when you hit your 50s or 60s? Yes, the first thing that you should do, and everybody should really do this, is be a continuous learner. Have a growth mindset. Think about everything as a new opportunity. So when things change at work, it's not negative, it's not bad for you, it's always a new opportunity. And if you can look at life changes as an opportunity and you find like you're a continuous learner and you're curious about new things, you'll find that instead of feeling like the door is closing on you as you get older, that the door is open and there's so many possibilities, you actually need help figuring out which one. And I think that's a whole lot better mindset and an easier place to be than feeling like the door is closed and I don't know where to go and I'm in the corner here.
Yeah. And I was going to ask you as one of the questions, do you recommend that people always look at additional training, kind of dive into whatever their career path is, marketing for me, you know, should I be engaging in TikTok and figuring out that and chat GPT and everything else? Or should I just like focus on my craft as it is and try and build that? And if the opportunity arises, learn that. Do you think you should be more aggressive or just opportunistic. It depends on where you want to go and what you end up doing. Because some people are switching careers completely. They're going from being a marketer to owner, owning a restaurant or doing another uh, technology startup. So if you're, no matter what you're doing, what you should be thinking about is for me to do well at where I'm going and for me to do well at the next step, like what is it skills that I'm lacking that I need to learn? And whatever those skills are to be a step above where you are, you should be focusing on learning those now and not waiting until you get there. And those very much are determined on where you're going and what do you think is important to you? Because you may stay in marketing. You could, you could own a restaurant. You might own an art gallery. You could start a TV show. All of those things would require different skills. And so you want to say, gee, I might start as a such and such. Uh, I might start as a, owner of the restaurant, but what if I wanted to do a restaurant chain? What do I need to know about franchising? What do I need to know about those things? And so always be stepping at least one or two steps ahead and planning with that in mind for what you need to learn and making sure you find mentors around you can help teach you or take courses. That, that mentor piece is so important. And, and I can say firsthand, I knew nothing about having a TV show until I had a TV show. And I'm learning every day. There's not, there's not one day that goes by where I'm like, Oh my God, that's the way it happens. Like I never knew that. If I knew that back when I was buying TV, the world would have been different. I could have made different decisions. And so it's so fascinating to me, but I, I love learning. So I think that's such a good piece of advice as far as mentors go. But you know, when you're over 50 and you're looking to change careers, how do you find the best mentors? Do you find them in your existing network? Because I also know one of the challenges I have is, you know, I can identify a lot of mentors, but they are the, you know, truly like business leaders and icons and executives that sometimes I feel would be too busy to have the time to talk to me. Yet when I reach out, they're often the most welcoming people that I've met and are very interested in, in speaking to me and investing time. Usually, I mean, if you know somebody already that you think is a mentor, you should go ahead and approach them and get them to mentor you. Most people need more than one mentor to be successful because different mentors have different strengths and can give you different feedback about what they know about and what they don't. You should not be afraid to be reaching out to people who you think are senior to you or who know more. Most senior executives are more than happy to help mentor more junior people and see them thrive and succeed. Everybody, as they get older, tends to want to pay it forward a bit more. And they don't feel like they need, they, even though they're busy people, they're almost always willing to spend time to help others. So I haven't found that senior executives are, actually, I find that they're easier to get in touch with and they're more likely to mentor you than people in middle management who are feeling crushed by the day-to-day -day of managing their teams and managing their numbers and managing everything else in their lives. So true. So true. Yeah. Managing, managing an aspiring and growing career while you're managing young kids in the household, while you're managing, you know, everything else that's happening with life while you're in that little bit of the middle of everything is, is absolutely a challenging time that I'm really glad that I'm not in anymore. So, so that's good. But what do you think? Of, that's right. What do you think about younger mentors though? Because as crazy as it sounds, I've been finding myself looking for mentorship 
from recent college grads. And I know that could possibly sound so crazy, but they're so connected socially and for marketing and for entertainment and media, it makes so much sense. But they're super excited to share what they know. They're very proud of what they know. And it's kind of native to them where it's learned to me. So I, I wonder if reverse mentoring, which companies talk about all the time, is going to be something that we see become more popular as technology continues to just explode. I actually think it is a very good trend because one of the things that you'll find is the younger people who are just starting their careers, they don't understand the politics of how a big company works and how to get ahead. And and so they start with the first idea, which is very naive. But I was an A student in school and I did really well. I'm going to do really well at work. And there's no relationship between those two variables. Just being smart and being able to produce what the teacher wants does not at all guarantee success at work. So one of the values that somebody senior can bring to them is to explain how you get evaluated, why teamwork, and why a lot of the soft skills that they haven't yet developed are going to be critical to their long-term success and helping them understand when they need to use them, how they need to use them, so they too can succeed. Because if you don't understand the rules of the game, which many young people don't, it's very hard to, to win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I remember, gosh, in my early days, I had a, a head of sales that said, you know, the very first thing you do when you're working with big organization is you get a piece of paper out, you make the org chart of who the person you're trying to sell to is and who's all around them. And you understand what the roles are. And then you have an appreciation for how you need to sell to help that person get a promotion, uh, you know, get accolades, meet their targets, avoid getting fired. And then you have a reason to build a relationship with them. And that stuck with me forever. Now, I don't write it on a regular piece of paper anymore. It's on my iPhone, but I still kind of follow that methodology. And you're right. That's not something that I've heard yet out of all five of the kids that I have, you know, have learned in school. You just, it's not, you don't learn those soft skills right now. Although I have heard that a lot of colleges are looking into it in their entrepreneur programs. Well, even just learning how to read a room, you and I have all been many, many meetings and learning how to read the room. It's not always a senior person with a senior title that's going to make the decision. So you have to understand the politics and the dynamics between people and read the room. And that's not something that most younger people know how to do yet. You can start to mentor them and teach them, but at the beginning, they're not very good at it. So, and I always say, listen, watch what's happening and the things that don't make sense right down when we get out of the room, I'll explain why that happened the way it did and what it means to you and how you work with that going forward. Cause now you have information you didn't have before. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I love that. So you mentioned that you weren't planning on getting into exactly what you're doing today, but now that you're in it, and I know that you're like the hot commodity that everybody wants to talk to and get advice from. You're like the dear Abby of <laughs> career change for the future. How do you feel about it? Are you happy that you made this change? Do you feel like you were led in this direction? Uh, you know, what do you think every day when you wake up? I feel like I was led in this direction and I actually love it more than I ever thought I would. I've gotten many opportunities in the last couple of years to go back and do something different. And I really don't, I'm not interested. It's so much fun because senior people have such diverse experiences that all my clients are really different from one another and they all go do different things. I have a, a client who was a software engineer and did a startup with uh, a construction guy and they're doing very extremely well. I had a lawyer who went and did uh, raise money and did, does, does the new PE firm is doing extremely well. I've had a senior exec who was a CEO of a large corporation for 40 years and he's now just going on to be the board of directors for two different companies. I had an agency president and he has gone, joined another one of his old college friends and started a training program. So 
everybody goes in different directions. So that's what makes it fun for me and fun for them because you're choosing the same sort of set of skills, but helping reflect back to them and helping them question and learn what's going to be the right path for you. There's no one answer. Everybody's path is different. So I find it fun and interesting. And I really like the people that I work with. And it's interesting because what now, Thank mm-hmm. you.